Hi. Good morning. How are you? Hello. Great to meet you. Nothing like having a uh, intimate <coughs> conversation in front of 100 people. <laughs> My name is Stuart Davenport. I'm the executive minister here at uh, Morningstar. I'm really loud. Okay. Uh, and I, my inspiration to you all comes from um, the book of Acts, chapter 2, verses 42 through 47. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayers. Awe came upon everyone because many wonders and signs were believed done by the apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of the people. And day by day, the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. The word of God for the people of God. About where you're sitting, Steve, used to be a lady that sat there. And every time that I got up to preach, Michelle, I could hear her whisper under her breath, here comes the gospel of the weird. Dear creator, redeemer, sustainer, I know that this may seem kind of strange of me to write you a letter since you were all-knowing and such. Kind of strange since you all and I are in conversation together a lot. When I'm in prayer with you, when I'm talking to myself, which is a lot, I feel that I'm really talking to you all. When I'm listening to music, which is a lot, I feel that we are listening together all four of us. Things are kind of crazy down here, my creator. I guess you know that already. I don't exactly know why I said down here. It's, it's not like that you're in some far off place looking down at us from a cloud, chilling out in some barca lounger with your slippers on. Preaching this Sunday, you already know because of that all-knowing thing, but it's different than this time. Instead of being inspired by some song I hear, Guillermo was inspired by one of the Beatles, George Harrison to be exact, and kind of challenged me to write a sermon off of his inspiration. Kind of like Stump the Pastor, but for adults. Makes me wonder if you have a favorite Beatle. Are you a Paul fan or a John fan? See what I did there? Paul, John, of course he did. Was I talking Beatles? or apostles. I'll guess I'll find out soon enough. I can wait. No, really, I can wait. It's Christ the King Sunday, my Redeemer, a relatively new liturgical holy day in an already busy liturgical calendar, a feast day when we are to celebrate your dominion over all things, you being king over us all. I read on the internet that it's appropriate to feast on glazed ham and Kahlua cake or cupcakes with crowns on them. 
not feeling too comfortable with the glazed ham. You are Jewish, after all. I'll take the cake or cupcakes. This Sunday is to mark the end of Kingdom Tide or Ordinary Time, that time between Pentecost and Advent. It's the last Sunday of the liturgical year, the Sunday before American Thanksgiving, and then all too soon it will begin to look a lot like Christmas. That is when we celebrate your birth, you coming to be with us. We remember and forget all at once that you came to us so fragile, yet so powerful. You came to us as a baby, wrapped in swaddling clothes, in need of us to take care of you. It blows me away just to say that. And yet you come to us all powerful as a baby too. In the ways that babies change our lives forever, in the ways that babies demand attention for food, caring, and love, especially love. A baby changed my life forever. I hope that once again, you will change our lives this Christmas too. Before all that happens, we will be taking time to give thanks on a day we call Thanksgiving. How original, my sustainer. Here in this country, where we argue over which European discovered it and who was the first to celebrate giving thanks to you for sustaining us, we take time on the last Thursday of the month of November to do so. To give thanks, that is. To be thankful that here we are again, around a table with family and friends and friends that we call family. Sometimes there are less of us, and then sometimes there are more of us. As the one who sustains us, help us to remember that we, what we're really thankful for. The fact that we get up each morning. This should be a Thanksgiving of sorts. Thankful for the time spent with family, those who are here, and the saints who have gone on before us. I miss my dad. And I miss Miss Liz, too. Thanks be to you for sustenance of community, mercy, grace, patience, perseverance, time, time, time. Time to be with a son and teach. Time to spend with a wife and grow deeper in love. Time to enjoy to myself and time to share with others. Things are crazy down here but have enjoyed the time to embrace the crazy and to grow deeper in community with you. Holy Trinity, can, can I take some time just to say thanks for Pastor Amy and her family, the Feltz Five? We are blessed to be in community with them right now, in this space and in this time. To be led through a change by her is a blessing. She is smart and compassionate and funny too. Not to mention that her genius, as exhibited in last week's sermon, borders on exceptionally evil as well. The garlic and the pillows and the purposefully ending of a video game, your gift of talent was not wasted on her. With this day in this season of right now and the season of what is to come, there is work to be done. The ancient Greek word, Liturgia, 
I don't speak ancient Greek, so I don't know if I got that right. I don't even know if you speak ancient Greek. Or as we say today, liturgy means work of the people. I'm sure that the ancient Greeks meant this to mean that the folks were compelled to civic duty. All of us here and those of us over there and there and there and there and, well, over there too. We understand liturgy to mean the things that we do in worship, to worship y'all. The things we do in worship to move worship along and we were, as we worship you all, creator, redeemer, sustainer. The list is long. Call to worship, pass the peace. We raise our voice in song and hymn. We pray. We listen as the sermonator sermonizes. We pray. We give. We sing. We confess. We remember on the night that you gave yourself up for us and remind us that you redeemed us and redeem us. We affirm our faith. We lift our voices up once again. And then some of us here now, some of us here now and listen later to the announcements of the work of the people that needs to be done, big and small. We pray and then say, let it be. Oftentimes, after shaking hands, kissing babies, or wishing to, excuse me, wishing to, we race to beat the Baptist to Ruby Tuesday or somewhere else and break bread and community together. This is liturgy, too. If you are like me, and I know I am, I go home to speak few words as I have spoken my fill for the day, break bread with my wife and son, and then go lie in bed with my ridiculous little dog to take a nap while football whiles the way on TV. Go Broncos. More often than not, the liturgy has worn me out. But my soul does not work for free. Like you, Redeemer, when you were a baby, it cries to be fed. Our bodies and our souls are linked forever together. They are not separate entities, and as we feed our bodies so that they can function, we too must feed our souls so that they can function too. My soul does not work for free, and I must learn to feed my soul. Doing the liturgy inside and outside of worship is relatively easy for me, Lord. You know that. What is hard for me is to inspire those to see the liturgy, to see the work of the people inside and outside more importantly, outside, as we are out and about. To inspire folks to do the work of the people in ways that feed not only their souls, my soul, but then the souls of others as well. It is weird to tell folks that their souls can be fed when they are feeding other souls. It is weird to tell folks to plant trees that they may never sit under the shade of. It is weird to let folks know that their souls must be fed. Mine too. Mine too. Mine too. Guess what I'm telling you, asking you, you who are always creating, always redeeming, and always sustaining, is to help me do your liturgy. Help me to remember that picking up the trash is liturgy. 
Help me to remember that putting shopping carts back is liturgy. To smile at strangers is liturgy. To give away a dollar, two, or a hundred is liturgy. To find love and give it all away is liturgy. That I should be reminded by what happened with the people of the early church in Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. Awe came upon everyone because many wonders and signs were being done by the apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all as any had need. Day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all the people. And by day by day, the Lord added to their numbers those who were being saved. Sustainer, help me remember that this devotion to planting trees, sharing smiles, finding love, giving it away, praising the all, this is what feeds my soul. It's the work of the people. So that's what's on my mind and in my heart, and that's what's on my soul has been chewing on. Thinking about Christ the King Sunday, celebrating you by doing the work of the people. I hope this finds you all well. I know it will and does. Looking forward to seeing you soon in the faces of those with whom I am to do the liturgy the work of the people. I'll have a cupcake for you too. In the name of the creator, the redeemer, and the sustainer.